I'm going to call an audible here. Uh, we have uh, we're going to go to break, but uh, Congressman Ted Budd is on the line with us now. Congressman Budd, welcome in. Good to have you with us. Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy are with you on the air live. Welcome into East. Uh, welcome back to Eastern North Carolina via the radio. So, Tom, Benny, as you heard, I was there this past weekend, and uh, it was amazing. Great to be with you all, by the way. Thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah, This was a pretty big weekend. Uh, as most of our listeners know, you were in eastern North Carolina, specifically Greenville. You were at the North Carolina uh, State Convention, and to say you received an endorsement is an understatement. Uh, well, two things happened. It was uh, Laura Trump just said she is not running for the U.S. Senate. Right. And a little background there, Laura has worked to help me get reelected when the Democrats were coming after me in uh, 2018. They were outspending me two to one, and she helped me. And then we worked together to uh, get others reelected last year in 2020. So she's uh, become a real ally and a friend. I have huge respect for her and the whole Trump family. But to have Trump's endorsement, President Trump's endorsement, from the podium was just uh, the honor of a lifetime. And I I couldn't be more pleased. A lot of a lot of work ahead, as I said from the uh, from the podium up front uh, when he called me up. But you know, I've got to earn this. I've got to ask North Carolinians for their prayer, for their support, for their vote, and I'm going to do that over the next 272 days. When did you know the endorsement was coming? Well, there's two ways to look at it. One is when did I know it? When did I actually know it was coming? And that's like just a few minutes before. Wow. But this is really the work of uh, the last four or five years. I mean, President Trump and I came in in 2016 together. He went through a 17-way, 18-way primary. I went through a 17-way primary. I'm a business guy that had never run for office before. Uh, and we're both out there fighting for the forgotten men and women of America. So I think he gets that. He knows that I'm a fighter. He knows that I'm out there trying to help folks. And, um, you know, and I don't waver. So uh, that, I think that earned his respect over the past several years. And, uh, you know, and working with uh, being helped by Laura in 2018 and working with her in 2020 uh, to support the president uh, definitely helped. But only a few minutes before did I wow. know that uh, it was he was going to announce it that night. Well, you know, that sort of answers one of the questions, because obviously the other candidates were there. Mark Walker and Governor McCory were there. Uh, you know, and it was it was a little awkward because traditionally, and, and listen, I, either one of them would have gladly accepted the endorsement <laughs> and would have been doing backflips, but it, it was it, it was a little awkward, I would think, uh, with with those other two candidates there. Well, look, primaries are awkward, right? Eventually, we yeah, got to get right. to the eleventh commandment where we don't beat each other up, and then we get on to uh, you know helping our country and the Republican platform. You know, if you actually stick to it actually helps get uh, people back in the workforce. It helps make our uh, borders secure, and it makes our country stronger, makes uh, all people more prosperous. So we got to get back to that. And that's, uh, but, you know, until then, primaries are the way it, it is. Uh, they're awkward for all of us because, look, uh, uh, I know Pat, I know Mark, uh, but we got to win the general as well as the primary. And the general's really, you know, what we got to focus on here. Well, let me ask you a couple questions related to that, because we've had Mark Walker on with us. Uh, he came on, I think I think it was right about the time you announced, if I'm not mistaken. It was a few weeks ago. But my, my impression from Mark was that you and Mark are pretty good friends, and politically speaking, your ideology is probably very, very similar. A, did you guys have any, did you two have any discussion 
prior to either one of you getting into the race? And B, is there any concern? Because I would say if I assessed the election that you and Mark are probably more on the conservative side, and I would say that Pat McCrory, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm not trying to knock anybody or elevate anybody, but I would say Pat McCrory is probably more in the middle do you have any concern? Have you talked to him? Is there any concern that you two could split the more conservative vote? Not worried about that a bit. I think what sets me apart is, uh, look, we're both people of, uh, of faith. You no, know, I've met my wife on a mission trip the week before the Iron Curtain came down in 1991 in Moscow. Uh, you know, she's a West Virginian, by the way. She has fabulous English. And uh, beyond that, you know. <laughs> you don't pay for that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I hope she's not listening. But... Oh, she's heard it. She's, she's heard it. She's only a few steps oh away by it. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, the things that separate me, look, I grew up in an agricultural background. I lived on a, on a Tyson chicken hatching op- egg operation uh, farm with black Angus cattle. Um, you know, I'm a small business person. I'm the guy that, you know, struggles through those quarterly taxes and, you know, the ups and downs of owning a small business. Uh, that's, that's how I grew up. Um, and I'm battle tested, you know, came here through a big 17 way primary in 2016. Um, and then the Democrats came after me with everything they had in the worst Republican district. And I won by a big margin in 2018. And then I turned around and helped others in 2020. So I think those are the things that set us apart. And so when you start looking uh, beyond the surface, you start seeing, um, you know, why not only can win the primary, but can win the general. You had mentioned earlier of the 11th commandment. Uh, I, I, I want, and I'm not trying to back anybody into a corner, but I really want to give you an opportunity to respond to some comments, a statement that was released by Governor Pat McCrory after the endorsement the other night. McCrory released the following statement shortly after Trump endorsed you. I'm disappointed that President Trump has endorsed a Washington insider who has done more to oppose the Trump agenda than anyone else in the race. Ted Budd opposed President Trump's plan to secure the border, to support our farmers, to repeal Obamacare, and he even voted against President Trump's COVID vaccines. Now he'll do even more to defend to, uh, to defeat Trump's agenda if he's the Republican nominee by giving our seat in the U.S. Senate to Chuck Schumer and the Democrats. Ted Budd's bought-and-paid-for Washington Insider voting record is not electable in North Carolina if supporters of Trump want his agenda to be supported in the U.S. Senate. They should not vote for Ted Budd, who has opposed him at every turn and who would lose to the far left next November. Your response. I'm sorry, Tom. It cut out. Can you read that again? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think it makes my case even stronger why, uh, you know, I'm the one, because first of all, that's not true. And I think it's a disservice to people to put out that kind of misinformation. But I don't think President Trump really appreciates being lectured on who's better to make America again. And what I see is that career politicians, they always get desperate when things don't go their way. And that's exactly what happened. And we can see it in the messaging there. What kind of response have you gotten to your campaign financially, inquiries? Uh, I I would think, because, I mean, C-SPAN carried that speech uh, nationally, and a lot of other publications and outlets ran with it. I would think you saw a huge spike uh, at your campaign, did you? Absolutely. It was very helpful, uh, you know, one, but we can't, I want to say, first of all, Tom, you know, I totally am grateful for that moment for Laura being very clear 
for President Trump's endorsement, that was a hugest—that's uh, <laughs> a new word there. Huge. That was a—it yeah. was a huge boost for the campaign. Huge. Um, but I also want to <laughs> huge with a Y. But I want to say 272 days until the March 8th primary, and I look at this as the starting point. And I've still got to get out there and ask every North Carolinian that's going to be voting in the Republican primary uh, that I, you know I've got to do a lot of hard work. But I need to ask for their prayers, for their support, and for their vote. So this is a starting point. Uh, it's not game over. Uh, this is me continuing to work for the next 272 days. And then from that point, on to the general. We're talking to Congressman Ted Budd. Uh, Ted, <clears throat> Benny's got a question for you. Hey, Congressman Budd. Um, obviously, you know, being a congressman in, the thir- I guess, the 13th district and not being in a statewide office um, is somewhat challenging when, when you go to a, a statewide race. And this weekend, just a prime example, I always have to tell myself that people don't follow politics like Tom and myself. And I asked someone about, hey, did you hear about President Trump's endorsement of uh, Ted Budd? And they said, well, who's Ted Budd? Hmm. So, I mean, obviously that's a challenge. So what is – without – Getting into details of X's and O's, what is your, your game plan to, for, from a statewide standpoint I, uh, f- for the next year? Well, Benny, that's a, that is the question, and it, it, the answer is that's why we run campaigns. You know, obviously there's, uh, there's well-known name ID by some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the former governor, but it's not great name ID. The unfavorables are upside down, and uh, that's, you know, that's why we have to get out there and tell them about what I stand for and why I can win, and how I will uh, represent North Carolina before the federal government. And all I have to do is stand on my record. Uh, it's a strong record. It's clear. It's conservative. Uh, and people can look at it. You know, this the uh, most conservative North Carolina um, member of the Republican delegation. So, look, uh, I think it's pretty clear. Congressman Bud, we were looking at your your resume before we went on this afternoon and noticed that uh, one of the places you attended school was the Dallas uh, Theological Seminary, and which is a a great conservative seminary. As as you look at the challenges before our country, how do you address the moral issues, the ethical issues, the the, the lack of the intact family? How do you? Because look, this. And, well, let me ask you, how much of this is a spiritual problem? Well, I think you have to address it because people send me to send me to Washington to address it from a policy perspective, but I think all of our faiths need to inform what we do uh, at work. So I would say, look, we have a, a lot of issues when it comes to uh, the economy that uh, can start as, as family issues. Uh, we need to make sure that there are strong family units and people that you know, may have been uh, left behind, have a lot of opportunity um, to build a greater future, um, regardless of their of their background. So, look, I come from an evangelical Christian perspective, but I think if you want protection for everyone, whether they believe like I believe or not, um, I think I, I come with that perspective. And I think uh, the way I was raised, um, it helps uh, take care of everyone. And so, I'm I'm honored to uh, you know to be uh, to be on the ballot and uh, in it for the primary, and I think I'm going to win this, but. Look, I think a lot of these issues go back to very spiritual problems, and I can certainly understand it from that perspective. But I can also listen to people that don't have the same background as me. As you look at the election, and uh, obviously you're 
Well, let me ask you this as a question. I, I'm assuming that you cannot, uh, you know, in, in uh, the state of uh, Delaware, Joe Biden actually ran for the vice president and the Senate at the same time. You've got to decide which you're going to run for. So you're going to be leaving your congressional chair to to run for the Senate, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. That, when it comes time to file later in the year, that will be an, an up or out. I don't even know if you want to call it up. It's more of a lateral move. Right. You know, it's a bigger territory, of course, but it's just down the hallway in the U.S. Senate. Uh, and it does look after the whole state before the federal government. So, um, yeah, it, it, but look, I'm a business guy, background, um, you know, got a, a great family, um, and I'm here to serve. And I'm not, I don't go there with the mindset of a lifetime politician. I go there uh, if they keep, if they do reelect me and I'm still creating value, uh, look, I'll serve. But I am a supporter of the term limits amendment, and that that passes, so certainly I would support it. Um, and, of course, you have to abide by it once it uh, gets ratified. All right. Uh, Congressman Bud, this is Benny again. Um, this appears to be your the the congressman district is first time you've ever run for political office, and this would only be the second time. Heck, President Trump ran for president. He, I don't think he ever ran for any elected office. Was there any one issue that motivated you to run for Congress? I look, you know, I was raised in in rural North Carolina, not far from Winston Salem, so I understand the city, but I also stand understand uh, the the rural aspects. Uh, from the farm in Davie County where I was raised. But I just see so many people being left behind and being forgotten by D.C. insiders, and their policies are out of touch. And they need somebody that fights for them and stands up for them. And you can put a lot of specific policies underneath that, but I really think Trump captured that in the America First policy set. Um, it is about making our economy strong, giving everybody opportunities, um, uh, so I just think when we do that, we all win together. Uh, we're going to create a rising tide that floats all the boats, and that's what I want to do. Let me ask you something that you are very familiar with. Um, my wife owns a three eighty. I have a 9 millimeter. Uh, when are we going to get some ammo? <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to see it uh, you know, uh, break free a little bit, but I tell you what, it's not just ammo. I mean, you talk about plastics, you talk about machinery, uh, fuel shortages, uh, you know, uh, poly shortages that go into all the the, uh, the plastics and automotive and furniture. I was even at the High Point Furniture Market today, uh, the very last day, and they're really having supply chain issues yeah. because of, of shortages. So while you've got about eight or nine million new firearm uh, owners in this country, and more, more women, more minorities than ever that are first-time buyers, um, so I just think that is fabulous. Now we need to make sure that they're proficient and that they're safe um, and that they are, are regularly practiced. And I think, uh, you know, that's a real concern when there's shortages like this. But the shortages are more widespread than, uh, than just ammunition. And so one of the things we can do to help those shortages is get folks back into the workforce. I mean, when you see uh, re- restaurants offering four or $500 and more, bonuses just to start work right and hiring on the spot uh not even being selective with uh, you know getting the best that they can they're just saying anybody please come we've got to stop paying people to stay home i think that's destroying our economy and it's sending the wrong message to uh, people across the country and by the way for our right. listeners congressman <clears throat> bud owns his, his day job when he's not in washington dc he has a uh, i guess it's an indoor pistol range and a gun shop right yeah, it's uh, it's rifles as well indoors, yeah. and uh, you know it's right north of Winston Salem, and uh, bought it for a local police department 
uh, you know, 11 years ago out of bankruptcy. And then uh, the police department uh, training captain said, never underestimate the need of the public to have a safe place to shoot. And well, uh, so we open it to the public and just honored to do so. And 50,000 unique clients later, you know, it's uh, it still works great. Well, I, I, I know you've got to run, but uh, I, I guess there's one thing you can be grateful to Democrats for, uh, Congressman <laughs> Bud, is uh, they increase gun sales. Every time they get elected, gun sales go up. <laughs> you know, we take a lot less gun sales. And, uh, you know, if we could just make sure that we were protecting our country and uh, the rights that we all deserve from the Constitution. Uh, you know, rights don't come from our country. They come from God. And we Amen. need to remember that. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very concerned. Um, about the direction of our country, and I know most folks out there are as well. They're worried about spending, they're worried about jobs, the border, Israel, critical race theory, election security. I mean, there's a whole broader set of issues that people are worried about, and so we have to stand strong. And, and you know, we need somebody that will uh, not just win this seat, we need to win the whole Senate, and we need to uh, win the House as well and eventually the presidency back in 2024. Sounds good to me. Listen, uh, Congressman, one last question. I'll let you run. Um, A, the website is tedbud.com. That's T-E-D-B-U-D-D.com if you want more information. That's the campaign website. Uh, last question, um, when you come to Eastern North Carolina, will you sit in with us for the whole hour and take telephone calls? I would be honored to do so. Let me uh, be back in touch with you on that and look forward to being there. Sounds great. Congressman Ted Budd, who has announced his uh, candidacy for the U.S. Senate to replace Richard Burr and uh, endorsed this past weekend by President Donald Trump. Thank you, Congressman. Thanks. Tom, Benny, thank you so much. You bet. We're going to be right back. <laughs> 